tonight. And so we are busy. We started a relationship series last week um, called Reset. So just think of this quickly. Reset means that something has gone wrong and we need to press that reset button. And so in the four weeks that we will be, topics that we will be covering is rediscover, uh, which is what I preached about last week. Tonight I'm going to preach about restore. Restore the longing of every human heart. I hope you are excited just to open God's Word tonight because this is an amazing just word um, that God wants to share with us tonight. Restore. And then next week, we're going to look at topic being refresh, growing through tough times in our relationships. And the last week, reset, way forward. And so let me maybe just recap, because if I know there's a few of you that went away for the long weekend, and that's okay, you are not judged. Um, but it's important for you to understand just the foundation of what I shared last week, because everything in the next three weeks, tonight included, builds on that. And so last week, rediscover. Rediscover is to understand that we, if I use the word relationship, we all have different experiences, whether good or bad, both. Um, and so we looked at what is God's perfect plan in Genesis when He created. What was God's perfect plan? And He still today, His perfect plan for our relationships. And so I looked at, we looked at four things. One being, we were created to draw near to God. And so there was Eden. And in the middle or to the side, to the east of Eden, God created a garden. And in the garden, He placed man to dwell with Him, to walk with Him, to be near to Him. And we see the same picture when we go and study the floor plan of the tabernacle I shared. The floor plan, obviously, of the temple in Jerusalem. Boundaries with a specific place, the Holy of Holies, where God in His presence dwells. Uh, and then in Jesus, how that curtain tore from the top to the bottom. God did this, inviting us back into His presence, into the garden. And so from that, I also shared that we were created to draw near to others. We were created in His image. And so I used the mirror, if you can remember those that were here and didn't go and ski or went to the bush or somewhere. We were created in His image to reflect His image to those around us. And so obviously, we need to draw near to others. We were created to delight in whom we are. And so understanding what Satan did was he took that mirror, metaphorically, and instead of us reflecting God's image, he turned the mirror and he made us pay attention to our own image and finding that it's not good enough in man's sight, and which is a lie because God created us to delight in whom we are. And so the last thing is God created us to draw near to creation. And so the purpose of this four-week series is that we will come to understand God's perfect creation purpose for our relationships. And that we will be able to experience it and reflect it. Okay, and so as I say that, I can just hear these voices. Yes, okay, Donnie, I understand that. But have you seen my relationships? It is far from perfect. The more I try, the less I get it right. You know, there's certain situations or certain people, you know, they just, they stir something in me that uh, makes me not want to delight in myself, and I act in a way where I don't want to draw near to that person, or I act in a way where 
I don't allow people to draw near to me. And so that is, that is understandable. And let me maybe share from my own life just an example of what I'm trying to just share with you. So I grew up in an era, and I know there's not a lot of you. I've seen a few of you, and let me not point out those. <coughs> but I grew up in an era where children is seen and not heard. You remember that era? Children seen and not heard? Neil, you didn't grow up in that era. And so apart from that, my father was just absent. He was out early in the mornings, late in the evenings, up until the age of 15. Those who were here last year, I shared my testimony, abandoned it at the age of 15. And so growing up, not being present, father in the house, um, and then at 15, on my own, mother and father left. The belief in me took place, an ungodly belief that my feelings, my opinion, and my emotions didn't matter. And so my, re my reactions towards people and relationships started communicating this. I expected when I went into a relationship that just be there, just be present, but your, your opinion and your emotions does not really matter which is an ungodly and a wrong belief. And so this influenced my reactions. This how I would act in relationships. So I started disengaging. I started keeping my emotions and my feelings to myself. And so becoming cold and distant. And you can just imagine how that impacts just your relationships as you grow up. How that impacts your relationships as you grow up. And so the question is, why is it that our childhood or our young adulthood experiences of relationships have such a huge influence on just our relationships in general as we grow up? And the answer to that is found in Proverbs 13. Why is it? Because the longing of our hearts has not been met. And so let me share with you, just, you can open your Bibles with me, Revelation, oh, Proverbs, not Revelations, Proverbs 13. We've gone to Revelation 13. Good luck. It is Proverbs 13. <coughs> Apologies. Proverbs 13. I'm going to read from verse 12. Listen to this. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Verse 19. A desire, some of the translations would say a longing. A desire or a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. A desire or a longing fulfilled is sweet to the soul. And so there's this desire, there's this longing, and then the, the Scripture here speaks about that hope, that longing deferred. There's a delay of this being met, this being fulfilled in our lives. And so we see that whether there's a pause on it being fulfilled, it has the potential to make your heart, your soul, the inner being sick, becomes ill. And so from the scripture, we need to understand firstly that all of us have been created with a longing in our hearts that we cannot ignore, that it's there. We cannot deny and definitely not pacify or be passive towards that. It needs to be satisfied. And this is a God-given, God-created longing that He placed in our hearts. Why? so that we would draw near to Him for this to be fulfilled. 
so that we would draw near to Him for this to be fulfilled. And so what is these longings? There are seven longings that I just want to quickly share with you. Seven longings of the heart. First one, to be heard and understood. Do you hear my story? To be heard and understood is a God-created longing in your heart. To be heard and understood. To be affirmed. Now, affirm speaks to what you do. And so if you grew up where there was never just praise given to, well done. Yes, see, that was awesome. Well done for trying. You know, we, we tend to also just hear the affirmation when we achieve something. Now, we're busy potty training our two-year-old son, turning three. And so sometimes he misses the spot. And that's okay. We still affirm him. You tried. Well done. Right, and so if that is not in place, we see strife. We see people trying to pursue achievements, doing things, becoming the hero of the party, just to be affirmed. Longing of the heart. Affirmation. The third one being blessing. Blessing speaks to who you are. Affirmation, what you do. Blessing, who you are. So as Jesus comes out of the water after being baptized, we hear the Father's blessing. This is my beloved Son, my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Can you hear the blessing? And so again, the absence of this blessing creates the environment. Just imagine a father, a father's voice being quiet, a voice being quiet in your life, not hearing, you're a champ. You know, you, you, you're just amazing. You're a beautiful girl. You're such a beautiful person inside and out. And so we see how a girl potentially would run into a relationship where these blessings seemingly takes place. And then there's a breakup. And a longing of the heart that is not fulfilled. And then there's a pursuing again, trying to find something that God placed there, that God wanted us to draw near to Him for it to be fulfilled. A blessing. Blessing. To be safe, both spiritually, emotionally, and physically. To be safe, both spiritually, emotionally, physically. You know, we hear of so many stories of, of young people being molested, being safe physically. Being safe emotionally. Yo, you need to just ease off a bit on that dessert, my boy or my girl. I see you picking up weight. And so the intention might be good. But in emotions, it stirs something different. Being secure um, spiritually. Growing up in an environment where father takes the lead, helps, invests in our, just our development spiritually. To be touched in an unsexual way, to be embraced. So again, I grew up in an era where men did not hug, all right? It's just, it doesn't happen. You would greet with a hand, and you would have a firm handshake, and that was it. And so this hugging thing that happens in church, it's still strange to me. But we were created with that inner longing to be physically embraced by a heavenly Father calling us close, embracing us, making us feel safe and secure 
as He embraces us. To be touched, to be chosen, and to be included. To be chosen and to be included. Were you that one kid, I shared this example also last week, sitting alone at breaks? The one that wanted to join a friendship group and then somebody said, uh, mm, you know, this is, a, this is a closed environment. Not included, not chosen. The two follow on each other. And so these longings we need to understand, if we go back to that scripture, Proverbs 13, 12, if not fulfilled, hope deferred makes the heart, the soul grow sick. And a sick soul will struggle to have meaningful relationships. And so with the fall of man, as I shared last week, instead of drawing near to God, man moved further and further away from God. And so obviously, we need to understand that these longings being fulfilled, the further we have grown apart from God, the more we focused on self, our own abilities, our own attempts to fulfill this, or we looked at different things or people to fulfill this, instead of turning to God. And so... If we say tonight, restore, here's the question that we will look at. Is it possible, with everything I've just shared, is it possible then for our relationships to be restored in such a way that we can experience the fullness of relationships in the way God created it to be? And can we reflect the fullness of those relationships God intended it to be to others? So we're going to look at that answer, and you can turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis 21. Genesis 21. Let me just give you some context. We're going to look at the story of Ishmael. Now, let me not assume Ishmael was the eldest son of Abram, but Sarai, Abram's wife, was not his mother. And so we see how God gives a promise to Abram that you will be a father of many nations, but his wife could not fall pregnant. There was a delay. And so she started feeling she is not chosen. Can you hear the longing? She is not blessed. Can you hear the longing? And so the physical attempt was she turned to Abram and said, Take my servant as your wife and lay with her so that she may bear a child. And you must go and read that scripture. It says, For me. So take my servant so that she may bear a child for me. Can you hear how the human beings are trying to fulfill their inner longing? And so Ishmael is born. And so Ishmael grows up, eldest son of Abram. And so there, later on, God answers his promise to Abram. Sarai falls pregnant. And Isaac, Isaac is born. And so at the age of 13, when he's weaned, the, the, the phase in the Hebrew culture where a boy becomes a man, 12 turning 13, he is weaned. And so Sarai sees how the older brother, Ishmael, mocks his younger brother. She then turns to Abram and says, you need to sort this out. You need to chase this boy away. And so this is where we pick up the story tonight. Verse 14. So Abram rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water, and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder, along with the child, and sent her away. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Bathsheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she put the child under one of the bushes. 
Then she went and sat down up opposite him a good way off, about a distance of a bowshot. For she said, let me not look on the death of a child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. Just imagine quickly. Just imagine. A father taking his son and chasing him away from his tent into the wilderness. And the only thing that he gives him is a skin, a swing bag of water and bread. Just imagine how a father can do this to his son. And so this is exactly what happens here. Abram chases his son, tells his son and the son's mother to leave. To leave into the wilderness. Ishmael, as I've mentioned, was Abram's oldest son. In the Hebrew culture, the heir to everything he owned. He was to be the next in line, taking over, being the man in the house. And instead of this, receiving the inheritance, he receives water and bread. Now again, we know from studying the word that Abram was a wealthy man. So not even did he give them a camel or a donkey with a servant to say, just take this wife, remember Hagar was his wife, given to him by Sarai. This was his son, born of him. He did not even tell a servant to take them to a village, a town, or a city. He just chased them into the wilderness. And so instead of receiving the inheritance, bread and water, and if this story is not bad enough as it is, we see how the, when the water is done and the bread is finished, and the son is busy dying physically. The mother takes him and she puts him under a bush to die by himself. And she walks away. Die on your own. So if ever there was the worst of the worst abandonment story, then this is it. And in this moment, we need to understand what a traumatic experience for this boy. And so if you go and study the scripture, you must remember Isaac was 13. Isaac was born when Abram was 100. Ishmael was born when Abram, Abram was 86. And so if you go and do the math roughly, Ishmael wasn't a young boy. He was almost 26. And so this 26-year-old father chases him away. In this traumatic experience, we see how all seven of the longings is not fulfilled. Instead of being affirmed and blessed, he is disowned. Instead of being chosen and included, he's been sent away. Instead of being touched and given security, he is left alone to die in the wilderness. Instead of being heard and understood, everybody leaves his life. And so what is your experience? What have your experiences been? What have your experiences been? When I spoke about the blessing of a father, or the one that is not chosen, the one is not included, maybe the one that has been bullied, maybe the one that is, has never heard the words, well done, Essie, well done for trying. You know that 45 for science? Not that bad. Well done. It is your best. What is your experience? 
Because your experience is real. And the impact it has had on your life is real. And you need to acknowledge it. And I want to acknowledge that tonight. It is real. But the great thing about this story, we sang about God's faithfulness, is that Ishmael's story does not end here. Let's go to verse 17. Ishmael's experience. We see how God responds to Ishmael's experience. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven and said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Fear not. Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Up, lift up the boy and hold him fast for your hand. Hold him fast with your hand, for I will make him into a great nation. Verse 20, and God was with the boy and he grew up. And God was with the boy and he grew up. In the midst of this longing that God placed there that is not fulfilled, God shows up. God hears the boy cries, and he draws near from heaven. From heaven, he cries out to Hagar, why are you crying? So he hears the boy's voice. He draws near, and then we see how he blesses him. I will make him a great nation. There's the blessing. I will make him a great nation, and I will walk with him. I choose him. I include him. I heard him. I will embrace him. I will provide security for him. I will walk with him. And so to your experience and your feelings about whatever it is that you are going through or maybe have gone through but have not seen the victory in Christ, I want to say to you, like Ishmael, God is hearing your heart cry tonight. And he's drawing near. He wants to bless you. He wants to be the one that fulfills the longing of your heart. He wants to be the one that tells you, well done. I love you. You're a champion. You're a beautiful being inside and out. He created us to draw near to Him. He wants to walk with you. And in Jesus, we see how God leaves heaven not just cries out from heaven, leaves heaven and makes a way for us sitting here tonight to draw near to Him, to go back into His presence where this longing is fulfilled. Yes, obviously the embrace of somebody makes you feel loved. And yes, in godly relationships, some of these longings are fulfilled. But as human beings, we are all frail and we all fall short of being perfect. Some of us less perfect than others. What Scripture says is iron sharpens iron. We will be sharpened. We will have situations where we ruffle one another's feathers. And so that is why God says, draw near to me. Let me be the source of the fulfilling of your longings so that you can reflect that to others. Don't seek it from others. Seek it from me and be the giver. So is it possible? Let's go back to the question. Can we restore our current relationship experiences 
to be that which God intended it to be. Genesis 25, verses 8 to 9. Abram breathed his last and died in a good old age. And an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. Listen to this, verse 9. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him. Isaac and Ishmael, the one that was sent away, the one that was not blessed, the one that was not chosen, was there with the one that was blessed, was there with the one that was chosen, included, touched, secure. How is this possible? And so again, if you study the word, you will see Abram had many sons. Only two is present at his death and burial. The one that was not good enough was there. When the father took his last breath, it is only possible to restore our relationships in Christ. God drew near to, uh, to Ishmael. God touched him. God answered his crying. God blessed him. God walked with him. Is it possible for your relationships to be restored? Yes. Not through you trying, but through you drawing near to Christ and God becoming the ultimate source of your fulfillment. It is possible. And so what is it that you need to take to God tonight? And so as the band comes up, can I ask you just to close your eyes? I'm going to go into a time of just responding to this word. But before we do so, what is that area tonight where you just need God to restore, to touch, to heal? Because if you listen to my story of not being heard, not being understood, and the way I started responding, it was a lie. It wasn't the truth. What I thought about myself and how I responded wasn't the godly truth of my life. My reality and my experience was real, but my belief that I was formed was formed from a lie. And so even before I met, well, even before I married to son. We were dating still. I remember the day she walked into the room and she said to me, you tell me today how you feel or I leave this room and never again will you see me. It impacted my relationships. When I started working, sitting in a meeting, when I started sharing, I started out of self trying to break this lie in my life. And then the words would come, yes, we hear you, but... The intention was not to say, we don't want to listen, we don't want to understand you. It's just a way of responding. But immediately that thing would pop in my heart. Oh, here it goes again. These people don't want to listen. They don't care. See, that lie impacted my life. Until the day I realized it, I saw it, I saw the longing, and I took it to Christ. So I pray, Father, that as we just quiet down now, Whatever the longing is, that in this moment is not fulfilled, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will just reveal it. Reveal just a lie that is impacting our actions in relationships now. Can I ask you to stand?
God's word says if we, we just confess our iniquities to one another and we pray for one another, we will receive healing. So as a family tonight, 